This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Winning Woodbine jockey Rafael Hernandez joins us for the very first time today. Rafael just last week reached his 3,000th career win and now has over $62 million in purse earnings so far. Tomorrow, he's riding a horse by the name of Simcoe in the $150,000 King's Plate trial stakes and fashionably fab in the half-million-dollar Woodbine Oaks. Could be a super Sunday for Rafael Hernandez as he hopes to reign supreme. And great to have racetrack reporter Jennifer Morrison back with us on Ponies 24-7. She's going to bring us up to speed on the exciting quarter horse racing at Ajax Downs, and she'll give us her thoughts on tomorrow's thriller day of racing at Woodbine. Also today, friend of the show, Tony Elliott, Woodbine's marketing manager of racing and wagering, is our guest on the show. Tony will wear two hats. Two helmets, extolling the virtues of Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park this weekend. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson joins us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host, Larry Simpson, and our In Case You Missed It, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. 
Nice to be with you, Larry. As always, big accolades for a retired jockey, Russell Bays. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the industry uh, this past week. Let's start with uh, Russell Bays, who's a Canadian-born jockey. He was named the 2023 Avelino Gomez Memorial Award recipient. It's kind of like a treasured award. It's given to the person, Canadian-born, Canadian-raised, their regular rider in the country, has ridden in the country for five years and made significant contributions to thoroughbred racing. You could say Russell Bays has. He recorded 12,842 career wins. 270 of them were stakes races. So hence, he was named the Avelino Gomez Award, which was named after the great Hall of Fame jockey Avelino Gomez, who unfortunately uh, died in a uh, spill on in the Oaks race uh, many, many years ago. So That's a very meaningful uh memorial when it comes to that particular individual, but what a great thing for retired jockey Russell Bays. Exactly. Yeah, all right. So this is disturbing news. I find it so. And this is a business decision and and not one that I really understand. The Stronic Group is closing a major racetrack in California. Why and where? Well, Golden Gate Fields is being closed in San Francisco, and I guess it's just a business decision. What they want to do, I guess it comes down to horse population, and there's not enough horses out in California now to support two racetracks. Uh, They also own Santa Anita, which is their premier racetrack in California. So they're basically going to just start start carting, I guess, some cheaper caliber races and bring some of the horses that would have been racing at uh, uh, Golden Gate down there. So it's, it's strictly a a business decision, but it's um, it's a sign of the times, really. It's a horse population issue, and there just isn't enough to support it in some of the states. So. Okay, well, thank you, Larry, for all that information. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Belt Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so pleased to be joined right now for the very first time superstar Woodbine jockey, Rafael Hernandez, who was a recent winner of his 3,000th race. Rafael, welcome to Ponies 24-7 and congratulations. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me in your show. The introduction, you guys do it for me. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that. Okay. Well, take us back to uh, the other day when you won your 3,000th race. Um, What did it feel like to win 3,000? It's amazing. It's uh, you never think you was gonna be able to to win in one thousand, right? Yeah. And now I make it three thousand. My eighteen years career is is amazing. You know, it's big milestone. Uh, hopefully, we stay healthy. Who were you riding, and can you describe uh, the the final moments of the race? It was hard because I was, you know, closer you get, it's harder. It's hard to get, right? So I remember I was counting the last seven. I would start counting the last seven. And it was hard. I was doing uh, some rough uh, weekends. We only win like two, three on the weekends. They come on, I need a couple more. <laughs> and uh, yeah, finally I did it. Uh, I was, the last three I did it one day. So that was amazing, you know. And uh, that, was, that was good thing. It's like a 
when I passed the word, like a stress, I said, like, yeah. we did it, <laughs> you know, the last one was the hard one, and uh, it was amazing, because I remember when I come here in Canada, uh, I win my 2000 here in Canada, and I win with Catherine Day, with the same owner, I win the 3000 with Catherine Day, with the same owner too, <laughs> it was, it, it's kind of weird, you know, that was great for, for me, my career in Thank you, Catherine Day, for giving me my 2000 and 3000 <laughs> And Rafael, who was the first person you called or texted or FaceTimed with after that 3,000th victory? My wife, she was coming on the way. She didn't get here on time. She was in the church, so she was running, and uh, she was getting here on time. And uh, my mom, my dad, my family from Puerto Rico, and my uncle, Herbie, Herbie Rivera, Jr., He's my mentor. He's the one that helped me from day one. Yeah, he, he was the first person when he come back after the winning and the Jackson, I checked my phone. He was the first one there. He tell me, son, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was one of the first ones. Well, take us back to your first win. Do you remember that? Do you, where was it? And uh, do you remember the name of the horse and who you rode for? Actually, I remember the name of the horse. I know it was a floppy day in Tampa Bay down. And uh, yeah, my uncle actually, he told, he, he told me, I think you're gonna win this one. Just hang on because the horse was kinda <laughs> little crazy on the gate. And the horse, I remember the horse that I read up a couple times on the gate and the gates open, the horse breaking the air. <laughs> I was all mad. I can even see a little bit <laughs> in front. And I come down the lane, I just win my last go-go, and I, and I win the race. That was my first one wow. down in Tampa Bay. And so let's go back even further and talk about how you actually became a jockey. Did that happen in Puerto Rico, or had you moved to the States and it started there? No, that happened actually in Puerto Rico, like you say. You know, we have a good uh, jockey school. In Puerto Rico, you can tell uh, a lot of Puerto Rican uh, jockeys coming from there. Uh, and they become a good jockeys because the way the school is, is you know, uh, they teach you really good about it. They be a jockey, they be the business, you know. And, yeah, it was it's a, the first time for me actually on racing horses it was in Puerto Rico. I have a horses before it. Uh, back in home in Puerto Rico, you know, just in my house to ride in uh, daily, uh, normal. But to racing, it was in the school in Puerto Rico. Okay, we, we talked about your first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your first stakes win? Do you remember that? Hoosier Park. It was in which I don't remember what year it was. It was a Hoosier Park. It was a, it was a hundred thousand stake. And, uh, and I win in a Hoosier Park. Can we talk about last year? And we'll certainly get to the present and the future shortly. But last year, you had a really good year in 2022. You won 135 races, including 17 stakes races. And there were amazing uh, Queen's Plate, Woodbine Oaks, Fury Stakes. Uh, You also just had one of the best purse earnings years in your career. To what do you attribute last year? What, What went right last year for you? It was a lot of more up than the downs in the business. It's a long meet. You know, you're going to have a good day and a bad days. Well, last year we have a lot of good days, and uh, we ride good horses. 
my agent, Anthony Spusito, he is a good guy, you know. He know about the business, and he was pick up the right horses, and uh, everything was good for us. Well, you know, Kevin, he gave you a lot of chance in the horses. Uh, everybody, he was riding off, and like you said, we have a good uh, good meet with the stakes. I just want to thank uh, all the trainers and owners. They give me the opportunity, assistant trainers, you know, they give me the opportunities to to ride their horses, and I really appreciate that because uh, without them, I don't be able to win that race and have an amazing years. What was it, Raphael, that attracted you to come to Woodbine in the first place? Uh, like, and what did you know about Woodbine as a, as a racetrack? Yeah, when I first come here, uh, I went in 2015 to Queens Play with Shannon Ghost and Brian Lynch. Uh, we stretched this track. It's one of the beautiful tracks in North America. It's unbelievable. And the man- management they have here, the directors they have from CEO to all the office, they they treat you like they wish to be, you know, like like a sport, you know, like an athlete. And uh, everybody do a part, his part, to get Woodbine better and better every year. And you you can you can tell you can see that right away when you land it, and uh, all the people in the backside, uh, they're so polite. You know, I like to be around uh, Woodbine. I like to be able to call home. I, I love this track. It's it's amazing. We're really glad that you do call Canada home. That's thrilling for us. So, Raphael, Fairmont Park, Gulfstream Park. You spent time in both and other other racing tracks around the United States. How does Woodbine compare to those? And what did you learn from your time in the United States? Fairmont Park is home for me, too. That's where uh, everything actually started. After Tampa, I went there, and that's when I started learning how to ride a racing horse, actually. And, you know, I, I always go back. That's home, too. Everywhere I've been is... Uh, learning process even here i get in canada is every day is, is a learning every race is different and i, I like canada i like the community in, in canada i like the the staff you know it, it's such a different from from other tracks you know with different country and uh they treat the people more more different they they uh, everywhere is good, but here, actually, uh, I like the way the people from the office, uh, from the staff people, they care about about jockeys, too. I really like that. We have a good communication with the staff uh, on races, you know, and they're asking how, how about the races when the weather's bad and things like that, when the track is no safety. Uh, they try to take care of the horses and the riders, and uh, I love that. That really respect that because that means a lot for for races. We're talking about fillies, and of course, you rode probably one of the greatest fillies ever in Moira, right? And you won the Oaks last year, and then went on to win the Queen's Plate. Talk about Moira. Moira is something else. She's a uh, you can put her separately off the leaf. 
and the old horses I've been riding. She she's amazing. She got her own character, and she's unbelievable. You know, she's uh, something special. She's actually special, really, like you say. She got my she got one part of my heart. Mm, you know, that's for great. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> So can we talk about tomorrow? You've got a, a big day tomorrow. You're going to be uh, riding a horse named Simcoe in the $150,000 King's Plate Trial Stakes. Then you're going to be fashionably fab. <laughs> That's the name of your horse in the $500,000 Woodbine Oaks. Let's talk about your your thoughts about Simcoe first and then fashionably fab. What are you feeling about each of those horses? Yeah, Simcoe, like you say, Cinco is a big horse, you know. Last time we had a little bit trouble. We we tried to stay ground, and uh, the pace can slow down too quick for us. And the horse become stay on on the on the bridle, never give me relax, never drop me the bridle really good. And we have a little trouble the first thing I was fighting with him. It was try to go faster than what I want. Because the pace it was slow, and uh, when I tried to get him loose, he was already uh, already fight with me. So he don't give me the same kick he was giving me the the first to start. But now we got a uh, outside pose. You just try to give it a uh, these races. They have more pace. You know the races they don't should be that slow. So I think we better handle this time because it, it's a big course. You know, you cannot get him stopped. You get him stopped, he don't gonna you're gonna take the time to to regroup and then come back. So all we wanna have a good trip and make sure he is clear, turn from home, don't get any stop. So I think that's everything that's worked good for us, he's gonna perform good. All right, and, and with fashionably fab yeah, personally, flat. Uh, me and Kevin talking, you know, you have to let him do your own thing. Yeah. It's nothing really special uh, with her. We just have to let her be involved a little bit in the race. Depends how the pace going. He's going to be the pace too slow. She's going to be close. If the pace too fast, I think we're going to be make that, you know, and uh, just try to give it a good trip. All right, well, Raphael, thanks for doing this, and welcome to the show. You're now an official friend of the show of of the Ponies 24-7, the radio (laughs) magazine. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck today on Saturday. And uh, many, many winners, and we'll have you on very shortly, and we'll talk about your 4,000s. <laughs> yeah, thanks, All Raphael. Right. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me to the show. Uh, I appreciate it. You guys take your time, and... Uh, Invite me. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you do a great job on a horse and off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Raphael. All right. Thank you. When we come back, friend of the show, racetrack reporter Jennifer Morrison joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Racetrack reporter Jennifer Morrison joins us again today, and who better to bring us up to speed on quarter horse racing at Ajax Downs and all that's happening at Woodbine this weekend than Jennifer herself. Welcome to the show, and this happens from time to time. I joined the show in early January. I don't think we've had the chance to work together, but I'm honored. You are a legend in racetrack reporting, Jennifer. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Anne. That's very kind of you, but I must say uh, you're a lot more well-known than I am, Anne Romer, for heaven's sake. So this is a, a privilege for me as well. Oh, you're wonderful. And here's Larry Simpson. <laughs> it's not a privilege? <laughs> it's an honor. How about that? It's an honor. Okay. All it right. is. Hi, Larry. Hey, how are you? Let's uh, let's get right into this. Uh, let's talk Ajax Downs first. And uh you know, what you're doing there and what the racing's like and bring us up to speed. And are people really interested this season? Oh, boy. Uh, it's amazing, you know. You know, when COVID hit, we you know, the, we at Ajax Downs, the bosses moved our race dates. We were racing every Sunday. Um, now we race every Wednesday, and we have one special Sunday a month. We just had a special Sunday, Craft Brewery Day, and you couldn't move in the place. <laughs> and it was just wonderful. And our that was our second one. We had a Father's Day, and then we have Family Day coming up August 27th. And you know what? But our wagering uh, on track and uh, through the simulcast has been up every single day of the meeting, and we've had 11 race dates so far. And it has been, uh, it really blows my mind that uh, I keep seeing bigger crowds every time I go out there to work. And the fact that you are, that Ajax Downs is creating an experience, I think that's always helpful when it comes to any sport and, and the fan experience. 
Yes, uh, you know, and I know Fort Erie does a little bit of this as well, uh, Fort Erie Racetrack, but, you know, Ajax, you're right up close to the horses. So, you know, we are teaching people about wagering. We are, there's lots of young people there, like, you know, and kids who want to get up close and pat the ponies, which the ponies for the racehorses are actually former racehorses, especially from Woodbine. And they're learning about it. And, you know, they're, they're, you see the kids running down the track of the apron, holding their, you know, tickets and stuff and cheering on horses. And it's a, it's a wide range of different ages. And, you know, it's just a really, it is an experience. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to put it in. And I think they added, what was it called, hook racing this year, Jen? Well, we no, we added it um, uh, a couple of years ago. We had a, a practice race, and then we had a couple of those races last year races that actually go around a turn instead of just like, you know, straight, you know, drag racing as it is. Um, (laughs) You know, we're still dealing with a low horse population Mm. in quarter horse racing, just like most horse sports right now. And we haven't had one yet this year. Hopefully we'll have a couple at some point, but I think our horse population is finally going to start creeping up for next year. Why is there such a low population in horses, particularly quarter horses, Jen? It's an effect of what happened, um, you know, not just uh, with, you know, losing the slots at racetracks programs, but um, COVID had a lot to do with it. You know, racing started much, much later for at least the first year. And then I guess the second year was started a bit later as well. And people were like, you know, sitting on these horses, eating and all that stuff and not racing or anything. So, you know, some people got out of of breeding and racing. And it's been a little bit scary for the last, say, seven or eight years, you know, from losing the slot money and then uh, with COVID hitting. But I noticed this year, a lot of people, this past spring, a lot of people have jumped right back in and have welcomed a lot of foals at their farms. People want to be involved and, and, you know, quarter horse racing is a little bit more of a hobby than, say, thoroughbred racing is. Thoroughbred racing is a really big business, whereas a lot of the people involved in quarter horse racing have other jobs or other businesses. And, you know, we race once a week, so um, they still put a lot into it. So it's just a little bit different than thoroughbred racing. So there's always going to be a little bit of a shortage of horses just because it's not, you know, people's full-time job, not not everybody's full-time job. Can we move from Ajax Downs to Woodbine? What a weekend this is going to be today, but particularly tomorrow with the King's Plate Trial and the Woodbine Oaks. That's going to be one heck of a weekend. A lot of stakes races, very important events tomorrow, but none more important, at least for three-year-old Canadian-bred fillies, the Woodbine Oaks. It's the 60th, 68th running I mean, this is a race, you know, it's like the king's plate for girls. So uh, this is the big race in Canada. It's half a million dollars, $300,000 to the winner. And um, the winner often goes on to run in the king's plate. And then before the Woodbine Oaks tomorrow, we have the plate trial, which um, has a field of 12. And uh, this is the last sort of chance for a lot of these three-year-old males to punch their ticket and and have a reason to go forward uh, for the King's Plate on August 20th. And you've had a, a chance to see both the horses in the in the, the Oaks and the uh, Plate Trial race. Uh, who do you have your eye on? 
There's 14 Phillies in the Woodbine Oaks. Now, I will say there's no standout this year. Last year we had Moira. She won by 10 lengths and then yeah. won the Queen's Plate. Uh, trainer Kevin Attard's won the race two years in a row. He's got four horses in this year's running. So he's got a good chance. And um, I like one of his horses. I like number 10, Wickenheiser. I, I know she hasn't won a race this year. She's only run once. But uh, she's a filly who has a great stretch kick, and she's sort of been an underachiever uh, in her career. But I just see her uh, making a big score here. Hmm. See what I did there? Very Wickenheiser. And she's named after (laughs) Haley Wickenheiser, as Mattingly last weekend in the Victoria Stakes was named after Don Mattingly. I love that sports connection. Oh, yeah, there's always that sports connection, especially with uh, some of these uh, Thurban owners. But mm-hmm. Wickenheiser is very interesting to me. I really like the horse. Uh, it's a Canadian bred filly that's actually never raced in Canada yet. She's coming in from New York. Her name is Big Brass Bed, <laughs> and she's named for that famous line in um, the Bob Dylan song, Lay, Lady Lay. Yeah. And she's a really neat horse, and I think she's one to seriously consider. And the race favorite is going to be the Mark Cassie trainee, Ticker Tape Home, who is probably the best horse in the race, no question, because she's run the fastest, she's won stakes races, but she's never won going a distance of ground. And the Oaks is a mile and an eighth, and the farthest that she's won at has been uh, seven furlongs. So very interesting with the favorite uh, on Sunday in the Oaks. So just a moment ago, we spoke with Woodbine jockey Rafael Hernandez about his 3,000th win right here on Ponies 24-7. Moments ago, we had that conversation. What are your thoughts about him as a jockey? Rafael is uh, superb. I remember I was um, the first one actually to write uh, in the news. I wrote was when, I, when I was writing for the Toronto Star that he was moving his tax from the States to Woodbine. And uh, I had a conversation with him, and he's very excited moving his young family here. And I just watched him, you know, he won the Queen's Plate with Shaman Ghost just before he moved here permanently. And he just sat and relaxed on this horse in the plate while everybody else was, like, yelling and, you know, going to the, throwing the reins at the horses and trying to go early and all this. And he's just sitting there, you know, and I love his patience. I love the way he just sits quietly and rides. And I've always been a big fan of Raphael's. Let's talk a little bit about yourself for a sec. What was it that attracted you to horse racing in the first place? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Just opening um, newspapers. I was into sports as a kid. You know, my dad and I watched the hockey games every night, and then I loved horses as a you know as a kid. But when I opened the newspaper and I saw photos of all these horse races, whether it was the Kentucky Derby, you know, there's lots of racing coverage back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm that old, but anyways. No. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I fell in love with it. And then I saw these entries. And so my first big love, really, was horse racing and and picking out horse names and seeing how they did the next day in the results pages. And then I kept a binder, which I still have all these binders. And I really loved uh, handicapping races. And then uh, my poor dad finally took me to the races when I was 15 or 16. And I went from there and um, worked on the backstretch and um, got lucky to get a job covering racing and doing picks for the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star. And 
And here I am. And, you know, you've been at it for more than 30 years. You started as as a baby. And we know that. <laughs> and and, you've, and you've, you've excelled in your field. And what what have you learned about horse racing, about the industry, but about the people and the equine athletes who fuel this industry? It never ceases to amaze me. And um, and this is quarter horse racing and thoroughbred racing because I've worked a lot in both. And it's amazing the dedication and the passion that the horse people have for their their horses. It's, in, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you're not going to win every race you go out there. I mean, whether it's the groom or the hot walker, and I worked for a hot as a hot walker for five years, and I'd, I've done all that. But you know, it's it's a very tough game. I mean, you're racing against nine, ten, whatever horses every time you take your horse over to the track, and you're only taking them over there probably once a month or once every three weeks. But just to watch these people and how dedicated they are and how much they love their horses and how much they enjoy each other. And, you know, it, you can't beat it. And then that one moment when a horse wins and, you know, you know, I'll never forget. This is why I wrote the one book I've written so far on Mighty Heart, who won the Queen's Plate in 2020, when that groom saw him race across the finish line in front. And she burst into tears. I mean, you see a lot of tears at the racetrack. And a, a lot of the times it's tears of joy. And, you know, it's just an incredible, incredible place to be. And uh, if anybody really got up close, they'd know that these horses are treated like gold and they got the best life. Well, actually, Jen, you just stole my last question. I was going to ask you about the Mighty Heart book. But uh, anyways, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask it in a different way. It, it was quite successful for you. Is there anything else coming up? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm working on a handicapping book. And um, this year, I sort of, you know, in the midst of selling house, buying house. So uh, just working on another book on handicapping, I'm really sort of tossing around doing a fiction or historical fiction. So I have lots of ideas in my head and I can't wait to, to get cracking again and, and get writing. Um, yeah, it was, um, the mighty heart book was, was a joy. Mighty heart is now retired and he's running around a field up in uh, Loretto, Ontario and enjoying himself. And hopefully we'll see some little baby mighty heart soon. Yeah. <laughs> Mini hearts. Mini hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Jen, very quickly, where can people read you right now? Where can they read your racetrack reports? So um, my all my news stories and um, my racing picks are all on CanadianThoroughbred.com, which I got my start in racing coverage at Canadian Thoroughbred, which was a magazine back in the 90s, um, and now it's a website. Uh, you know, it's I don't get rich off of it, that's for sure, but I love to write about it, so you'll find me there. I do a story once a week on handicapping and how to bet the races, for OntarioRacing.com. I've just done a little story on the Woodbine Oaks and who might win that. And, um, yeah, and then I also work for Ajax Downs, and um, I usually tweet about and write stories. You can follow me on my Twitter, at Jen's blog. So it's it's an everyday thing in the summer, and uh, it's great fun. I'm really lucky. I really enjoy it. Well, Jen, life is not boring, obviously, for you. So uh, 
Get, <laughs> and we're going to let you go now, and you can get back to it. And uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it, and uh, very nice to talk to Anne for the first time. And I hope one day we'll see you out at the racetrack. Anne, thank you again, Larry, and uh, best of luck. Oh, and you will, Jennifer Morrison. I look forward to meeting you face-to-face. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. When we come back, Woodbine's Tony Elliott joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet concludes on August 5th where all eyes will be on the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HPI Bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Good friend of the show, Tony Elliott, Woodbine's marketing manager of racing and wagering, is with us right now. What a busy weekend you have in store, Tony, and really anybody who loves horse racing. When it comes to uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park and also Woodbine itself, welcome to the show, by the way. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Well, let's cover Woodbine Mohawk Park first. Uh, We're starting to get back into the stakes schedule, aren't we? Yeah, for the most part, it's kind of we're looking at the sire stakes for a little bit here, but obviously some of the two-year-old series are starting, and, and we're not too far away from the Dream Maker starting for the two-year-old Colt Pacers in the kind of beginning of August there. So it's kind of we get a little bit of a lull in the middle of the Woodbine Mohawk Park season after the Pepsi North American Cup, but it's certainly the action doesn't slow down. It's just uh, maybe the uh, Grand Circuit stakes do, but it comes right back, and, and even just we're in the planning of, of how we're going to showcase our, our stakes coming up this fall, like obviously with the Wellwood and to the – uh, Canadian Pacing Derby to Mohawk Million, like there's just a month and a half of Grand Grand Circuit action that we have to to showcase. So it's uh, it's certainly like we're we're enjoying a little bit of I guess uh, quote unquote downtime at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park. But like I said, there's tons of Ontario Sire Stakes action, and and, and obviously we're going to chat about what's going on tonight. And let's chat about what's going on tonight. Give us an, a, an overview of everything that is anticipated for this evening. Yeah, so tonight we have the three-year-old Colt Pace for. Uh, 
um, uh, Ontario Sire Steaks. Uh, so obviously those are our top glamour boys in the province, and uh, there's some superstars in there. Uh, Stock Eight Seals is definitely the one that uh, comes to mind, and, and certainly is uh, um, kind of the the headliner of the of our program right now. He, he had a little bit of bad luck in the uh, Meadowlands Pace eliminations, unfortunately made a break and uh, was placed out of the final. So I think there will be in store for a big mile because they'll certainly be looking to get back on the right path and kind of uh, make a statement. Uh, that they deserve to be in that final, but unfortunately, rules are rules, and they were unfortunately placed back. But uh, we certainly were we were we were disappointed that that was the case as uh, fans of uh, obviously all of our Ontario side stars. So we're certainly welcoming him back, and uh, we're certainly looking for a big performance from him. All right, now let's talk about uh, yourself, just more so time wise than that. Before we talk about uh, what's happening at Woodbine this weekend, like. You're you're sharing time basically at Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park, right? The, like, how do you do that? Especially if they're they're racing the same days sometimes. Yeah, so right now, like during kind of uh, the stake season, like it's kind of it's it's um, like I mentioned, like it's kind of broken up. Like so, like when it's Grand Circuit time at Woodbine Mohawk Park, I'll be spending a lot more time there. And then when it's kind of like we're in obviously Woodbine Oaks is tomorrow. And then in the King's Plate, like there's a lot more time spent at Woodbine, so it's it's it overlaps. But then there's there's just key portions of the season that we get to we get to focus on. So it's it's kind of broken up a little bit, but there's definitely certain days where there's you're doing double duty you're at the Woodbine in the afternoon and Woodbine Mohawk Park at night. So it's it's lots of fun. I love racing, so it's uh, it's certainly uh, a treat for me. And is it challenging for you, Tony? You did mention that uh, you're right now in meetings, you're brainstorming about Woodbine Mohawk Park for this fall. So you're doing that well. Things are going, you know, full steam ahead at Woodbine. Is that hard to sort of keep keep all the balls in the air? Uh, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly busy, but like we have a great crew at uh, Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park that they're Everyone just kind of understands that this is the busy time of the season, and everyone just kind of does whatever whatever is necessary to get the job done. And, and everyone does a great job with it. And, and obviously, like everyone's able to see the product that we're able to put forth. Like our racing teams are very very busy right now, and obviously that's showing on the track. And then obviously how we're marketing our product and our communications team, how they're delivering it to the public. Everyone's just kind of stepping up to the plate. Obviously, when December rolls around, everyone kind of <laughs> takes a sigh of relief when it's when it's done. But we can certainly look back and be proud of the work we we did. And I guess when it comes to Woodbine now, Tony, you could say that tomorrow is basically the start of the summer stakes season, right? With the the Oaks and and the Plate Trial, and that all is going to lead up to races, obviously like the King's Plate, and then a little bit later on the the uh, the, the Mile. You know, so talk about that. Yeah, so this is kind of our like our first biggie, I would call it. Like uh, we had like the Canada. Uh, Canada um, Racing Festival that had five graded stakes for that. That was a huge success. Like, wagering was well over $10 million, so we were mm. certainly happy with that. But it wasn't quite the, the Canadian classic like we ta- are talking about with the Woodbine Oaks presented by Budweiser. It's just a, it's, it's something that's circled on everyone's calendar. And like you mentioned, it just kicks off like a, a string of basically like we're looking at the top, the best of the best for the next uh, three months here where there's something every month where obviously Woodbine Oaks to the King's Plate to uh, Mile, obviously Breeder Stakes and, and everything in between. And basically the, the last 
uh, last uh, big day is E.P. Taylor and obviously the Canadian International two grade ones. So I mean, like it's just it's just one thing to the next, and like and like, like you mentioned, it, it starts to get busy because as soon as we're we're not even done one event, we're looking at the next one, and and I know the fans are looking looking at it that way too, and it all leads into the next. So it uh, it couldn't be any better. Tony, both you and Larry have alluded to the fact that tomorrow's $150,000 King's Plate trial stakes. It's kind of really the beginning of the road to the King's Plate on August the 20th. How are you marketing that this year? So it's kind of uh, like, obviously, like you mentioned, it's a key key um, prep race for the King's Plate. Like they'll race in this, it's a mile and eight, just a slightly shorter distance than, than the King's Plate, obviously being a, a mile and a quarter. But it's it's a key prep and, and it's it's well utilized that way. And like we've had other prep races in the past, and but this is kind of like the one that everyone has it circled on their schedule. Basically, the timing of it, um, just about a month out from the the King's Plate. So I mean, it's 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 very key on the schedule, and and obviously we're we're pushing in the, the we have King's Plate power rankings out. So this is going to greatly affect um, how how we look at King's Plate from a fan's point of view, and obviously from a marketing point of view. Um, but for the most part, like we focus on Woodbine Oaks, uh, we we kind of uh, that's at the center center point. And obviously, the play trials, and then we have two grade stakes uh, tomorrow as well with the tri- the Trillium Stakes and the Canarock Cup on the the EP Taylor. So there's a lot going on tomorrow. But uh, Woodbine Oaks is kind of the headliner, and then I guess one B would be the play trial stakes. And like you mentioned, it's a it's a key prep, and we certainly. We certainly have it circled, and, and so do a lot of the horse people with, obviously, this popper with a field of 12 uh, lined up to go. Well, I'm breathless at the sound of this, and you you sound that way too, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's great, and, like, it's when you're looking at it, you you start to work on this, like, uh, a few months in advance, like, obviously, getting the, the creative and kind of how our messaging is going to be for it. So, I mean, I start getting excited about it even a couple months before when I start working on these type of campaigns with our teams and, and throughout the whole organization. So, we're, we're lucky that even just from a, being a racing fan that I get to start looking even farther ahead than most people do. Like, like when it comes up the week of, yeah, people get excited, but I start getting excited a few months out, which is which is really cool. And I think part of the excitement, too, especially with the Oaks, is how it is now an important prep race for the uh, King's Plate, right? Where, you know, you had Moira go from, you know, winning the Oaks last year and then winning the, the, the what well, was the Queen's Plate at the time. So it's that's kind of adding a little special enticement now, isn't it? Yeah, and like, the, like to your point, there's been five Phillies that have done it that have, have swept the Oaks in the plate. I like obviously you mentioned Moira did it last year back in 2017. We had uh, Holy Helena, uh, 2014 Lexi Lou, mm-hmm. uh, 2011 we had Inglorious, and then Dance Through Dawn in 2001. So there's been a rich history of of uh, fillies that have done the double, uh, like the Oaks Plate double, and which is is incredibly tough to do. Like I mentioned, and it's it's there's certainly some fillies that are in tomorrow's field that could potentially do it, and, and obviously connections have indicated and. And they'll be certainly be have the King's Plate circled on their calendar. And based on how tomorrow's goes, you can certainly expect a few of them to show up. You know, I think I ask you this every time we speak. Have you heard anything from Buckingham Palace yet about the King's Plate? And maybe now it's it's crunch time. And if the King was going to be there, you would know by now. But is there any chance that a member of the royal family will be there on August the 20th? I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not privy to that information. <laughs> Obviously, it'd be uh, it'd be really great if that was if that was the case, and I think it would just add to an already uh, incredible day. But uh, I'm not uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if if 
if that's going to be the case or not. Well, you're working on both sides of the business now, the standardbreds and the thoroughbreds. What's the biggest difference you think between the standardbreds and thoroughbreds, besides size-wise and, and and that, and one pulls a cart and one doesn't? Uh, what's the other differences, do you think? Uh, I think just the speed and how they move along the ground. Like I think, uh, like standardbreds, they they obviously the pacers and trotters have their ways of going, but the uh, the thoroughbreds are kind of uh, they're they're almost uh, like pacers with how fluid their emotions are. Like trotters are kind of they seem a little bit more rigid. Pacers are more kind of a fluent gait, and just like the like horses galloping, it's it's very similar that way. And and but the thoroughbreds are just really fast. <laughs> this is the big thing. And I think I mentioned before when I was on the show before is like just like just when you're watching on the uh, uh, track side on the patio there on when they're racing on the EP Taylor is just there's there's nothing better. It sounds like it's like a heavy rain with the the hooves hitting the ground and it's it's so close to the fans. It's nothing better. And same with Woodbine Mohawk Park. You're just so close to the action. And, and I think that's that's something that you can't. Uh, can't describe to people and why people come back is just the feeling you get when when horses are moving at those speeds and they're in their the athleticism of the athletes your background is in a standard bred uh clinton and western fair raceway that's where you kind of cut your teeth do you how do you feel about thoroughbred racing now that you've moved fully to woodbine but also woodbine mohawk park and you've we've talked about the two sides of this particular part of horse racing how do you feel about thoroughbred racing oh i love it like i i was i was certainly exposed to it before um but obviously working in it i I certainly have a a a huge appreciation for for this side of the business and and it's certainly i still have a soft spot in my heart obviously for standards and they will always be my favorite but it's thoroughbreds is not is, is certainly not far behind anymore. It's 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 something that's really spectacular, and, and I think just getting involved with how to how to and, and obviously how we're we're showcasing our product is is has brought me closer to it. And obviously, just interacting with our participants and things like that. There's a lot of passion on both sides of the business, and and it's it's our job to try to try to showcase that. And we try to do that in the best way we can. And you seem to have adjusted well going from that, that smaller racetrack like Clinton and Western Fair to a track like Woodbine, right? Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly different. Uh, obviously, company size-wise and things things operate differently, but it's it's still the same same groups of people that are, are passionate about horse chasing. They're passionate about the success of the business and, and supporting supporting each other's uh, goals and and growing the business. So it's just a uh, it's it, there's a lot of similarities with the passion that people have for the for the game, and and that's in in even with how the, the the game is and the passion that people have, it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you guys have the same passion that we do and we're all trying to work together for the same goal. So it's, it's, it's uh, operations wise, obviously it's different, but for the passion, and the love of the game, it's, it's certainly the same. Okay. Last question for you, Tony, before we let you go. And I usually ask this to pretty much a lot of the guests that come on greatest horse race you ever watched um, I think this is a this is uh, <laughs> a sour spot for me. But when Sunbeat Somewhere lost, I was the the biggest Sunbeat Somewhere fan. But but when he was three wide to the to the half at in the Melons pace, uh, and to and they went fifty one four of the half, I believe was the the half mile time. But he just lost by a head. And I think that was just, I was the, mm-hmm. like I said, I was the biggest fan of Sunbeat Somewhere, and I've seen a lot of his races. And I was at that perfect age where everything was kind of magical. 
and it's and even now I think I would still would appreciate it even more just kind of being older now. But uh, at the time, I just thought like that that was such a huge effort. And despite the fact that obviously people were were upset that he lost, it was just you just the the heart and the speed of that horse was just you just knew that that was kind of the top horse that we've we've ever seen in my opinion. And so I think that just kind of drove home and he went on to do what he did and I was able to kind of follow it at that that young age. So I mean, it was it was really great and I think that just kind of drew me in and and really gave me the appreciation of of what these equine athletes are able to do and that's it certainly has carried through and we've seen we've seen those um, similar type of efforts before and since and I think I just appreciate more and more uh, the talent and the ability of these equine animals, and it, and it makes me proud to be be in a position where where I get to try to showcase it. Wow, what an interesting perspective! And by the way, both Larry and I hope that things are still magical for you, even at your age, <laughs> and you're still young. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly is. It's like just when you're young, it's it's everything is very very cool, and everything's uh, <laughs> everything's just kind of magical. But I, I still I still get uh, like goosebumps, and I get mm-hmm. butterflies before big days, and uh, I certainly love it as much as I. I did then and, and likely even more. Hmm. Tons of butterflies for you this weekend. Thank you, Tony Elliott, Woodbine's Marketing Manager, Racing and Wagering. Really fun to have you on the show again. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I love chatting with you guys. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park, and also some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 105.9 The Region. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Can't wait to hear what you have for us today. Thanks, Anne. Let's start at Woodbine. They have a 10-race card today with two stakes races on tap, the Ontario Collin and the Hendry, and both are grade 3s. Race 5 is a maiden special weight for maiden 2-year-old fillies, 6.5 furlongs on the turf, a purse of $111,600. A large field of fillies has been entered, including number 2, Erosa, who hails from the hot Kevin Attard barn, and Erosa debuted on June 17th at Woodbine at 5 furlongs on the synthetic and was a beaten favourite. In that June 17th race, Erosa broke from the extreme outside post, which led to the wide trip, but has a really cozier spot to leave from today. Kevin Attard is 24% with Maidens winning their second start, and he has worked Arosa three times, including a nice five furlong breeze on the turf on July 9th. New friend of the show, jockey Rafael Hernandez and trainer Kevin Attard are a combined 22% in 2022 and 2023. So Woodbine, race five, number two, Erosa. Delmar Summermead opens for business with 11 races carded, including the grade two San Clemente Stakes, which is the race I'm kind of focusing on today. It's a mile on the turf, a purse of $200,000 for three-year-old fillies. A full field has been entered, including number three, Anaset, who made her North American debut in May at Santa Anita after running three times in her Great Britain home. In that May 29th race, Anaset raced against older fillies and mares and won easily a race that has proven to be a key event with two horses that have finished behind Anaset, coming back to win since. Anaset has worked nicely four times since that Santa Anita race and should get a great pace set up for her closing kick, which saw her last time weave through the field and pull away for the win. So Delmar, race nine, the grade two San Clemente stakes, number three, Anaset. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 10-race card tonight, and race 4 is a one-mile pace for purse of $16,000. Nine pacers have been entered, including number 1, Mason's Delight, who's been racing in Australia and makes his first North American start tonight. Trainer Carmen Asialo has had good results with Australian horses in the past, and with the two qualifiers showing for Mason's Delight, he looks to have found another nice find here. His last qualifier saw Mason's Delight go wire to wire, stopping the teletimer in 150 and 4, and using the unwritten rule that a horse will normally drop two seconds moving from a qualifier to a paramutual race, I'm a little concerned that Mason's Delight last qualified on July 4th and has been off a bit, but he did qualify twice coming into this race, and the first was after being off since February 23rd. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 4, number 1, Mason's Delight. Finally, the Meadowlands has a 14-race card tonight, and race 14 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $8,000. This race looks highly competitive where the winner can come from anywhere, but I'm going to take a shot with number four, Blue Ocean, who makes the all-important third start off the layoff after being scratched sick on June 17th. In his last start, Blue Ocean tried a double-parked move and was only able to finish fifth, but he was race-timed in 151-4, and four, which ties him for the best last race time in the field. I like the fact that friend of the show Scott Zeron has stuck with Blue Ocean, having even driven him two starts back at Yonkers Raceway, and this guy does know how to win races, winning 9 of 40 lifetime. So the Meadowlands, race 14, number 4, Blue Ocean. Larry, 
Excellent work, as always. Giddy up. And thank you. We'll see you next week. Also, a big shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hello, Mark. And goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a little reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, Go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.